What do we call this one? <sighs> no one here is spiritually fucked? Not a one is Not spiritually one. fucked. Have you watched? Oh, my God. I went. There's like so much good like true crime right now on TV. No, I've been drowning in Selena and Chef. Okay. Not really. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. (laughs) You said drowning in and I I was like, oh, no. What is this juicy? It's Selena Selena and Chef. I love Selena Gomez so much. (laughs) It's sick how much I love. I like, I love just her music. I'm not like one of those like people who like, like keyboard warriors. Uh No, but I just think she's like so cool and chill and love her music. And, and, um, and then Aaron told me about this thing on i think it's like on the on max or whatever it's called anymore selena and chef uh-huh yeah, and i love watching it. it okay not okay but true crime go up oh no no i wasn't trying i was just burping oh <laughs> sorry we're just mad <laughs> mm-hmm. um no there's just like a lot of really good um like cult documentaries out right now that like Ooh. we should cover but it's too soon because it's yeah yeah okay fair I told you about the one, right? The love has one with Mother God, the cult of Mother God. No. This woman who, like, claims to be Mother God and that Robin Williams is an angel, one of her, like, main angels who, like, communicates. Our, our Robin Williams? Our the Robin. Robin Williams speaks to her and gives her missions from the galactics which how dare she say that because he's not even here to defend himself or call her out for being dead wrong yeah no it's uh unhinged and i had to pause multiple times and have like a it was too much for me (gasps) it was too much for me it took me longer to get through it than i thought because you know my my tall my threshold for Mm -hmm. um weird and creepy mm-hmm. and deranged is mm-hmm. really high mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but i had to pause. and you had to pause <gasps> had to maybe pause. i download so i can watch on the plane tomorrow oh yeah yeah it's only like a 50 minute flight oh you wouldn't get through it oh sugar okay yeah mother god mother. that even sounds silly i know didn't, I didn't you send me episode. something on from sounds like a cult or was it my sister they did, oh, Sounds Like a Cult did a episode on the Duggars. I actually know nothing about the Duggars. I know too much about the Duggars. <laughs> it's embarrassing. I have no doubt that there is some weird, creepy Oh, bullshit. it's weird. Yeah, it 100% is a get the fuck out. It is a 100% a get the fuck out. And these kids were born into it. So they have no choice. Those are like the 1925 kids and counting. Uh-huh. Right? Uh-huh. 49,000 kids and counting. It's really dark though. Will and you like listen to it? Well, no, just I know oh, like you know of it. Yeah. I and, saw and I saw like a documentary I saw there, there was, and I was a, like yeah. but mm-hmm. I haven't gotten there. Yeah. 
It's really crazy. And it just like Ugh. points out how the parents were like, like teaching kids how to stay in line, like by like when they're babies, they would put them on a blanket, like a square blanket. And then they call it, I think it was like blanket training them or whatever. When they would go outside the bank blanket, psh, smack them. So they would just stay in their little square of a blanket. Like, I know. It's wild. There's so much darkness. What? I know. A baby. A baby. I know. Are they Mormon? No, they're super Christian. Super like the, Christian. the Christians who wear like. Don't believe in. They're, they they can't dance. They don't, they're not allowed to dance. What? They're not allowed to dance. Yeah. Is this the town from the 80s classic Footloose? They're from. Their whole family is the town from Footloose? <laughs> yeah. What? Yes. They're from Arkansas. And I think like a, maybe I think it's like a suburb outside of Little Rock. And there's no dancing in the whole town? No. Well, no. It, there's no dancing in their families and in their like family, like in that whatever pocket of Christianity that they, I think it's a Christian, yeah. like some sort of Christianity. It's like a sect. Uh-huh. That's insane. That's so Aaron sister? there's this book yeah your sister uh-huh. there was this book like a long ass time ago that we had read and it was talking about like different ages and how kids like communicate and movement and like dance is like part of that like preschool stage like yes. that is like part of like healthy development it's 1, like thousand percent move like moving and dancing and like rolling and yeah then- yeah yeah and just going with the body and don't you know just no, they're not allowed to dance. They're not allowed to listen to any music other than gospel. I mean, though, like, go- some gospel music can get, like, Nickelback. Pretty, like, yeah, Nickelback <laughs> or, like, uh, where do we go from here? <laughs> so they can, like, they can, like, sway and slow mosh yeah, to Nickelback. Perhaps. They can't. But just, like, really, like, slide uh-huh. so that but, nobody like, no, catches them. No, J- no JB. Yeah. They can't, like, I know, right? <laughs> but holy, holy. Yeah, no. So it's a thing. But no, I haven't been watching any true crime anything. I've just been getting down in Selena Town for the last few nights. And I think it's good. Yeah. Like it turns my brain off and then yeah. I find my I'm sleeping all of a sudden. Ooh, that's nice. Yeah. That's um <laughs> that's X Files for me. Oh Tracks. actually, this is a great segue. Tracks. So you Mm, how am I gonna segue this? <laughs> oh, apparently it wasn't a good. Did she glitch again? She's a glitchy McGlitcherson so, today. My fall asleep movie. So in s- summer to fall mm-hmm. before Halloween, before mm-hmm. it's like Halloween season, <laughs> I have a fall asleep movie, which is Pride and Prejudice, the Matthew McFadden version, not the uh, Clonforth version, and. For fall going into winter when it's like not quite Christmas season yet, it's Little Women. <sighs> and it used to actually just be the Winona Ryder version, but now I've actually started alternating between Winona Ryder and the Greta Gerwig version. So I cannot get over it. It was so good. And it was like, I remember when I was done watching it, I was like, that's it. I've literally like because it hit every single emotion possible. 
Yeah. Am I thinking the right one? Am I thinking the right yeah. one with Timothy Chalamet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. okay, okay. Oh, that was so good. So remember every that? single feel you could possibly feel was in that movie. Oh, I know. I do love it so much. I love it. I've grown to love it more than the old one, which at first I've I was never like, seen the old one. Oh. Also, you're gonna want to throw me straight out of this office when I tell you the next thing I'm about to say. I've never seen Pride and Prejudice. I know. I'm so sorry. I apologize a thousand times. I'll watch it on the plane tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> All things I'm watching I mean, on the plane yeah, tomorrow. It's not summer going into fall. There's no, no okay, point. Okay, okay, okay. I'll mark my calendar. Yeah. August. Okay, so spring is also acceptable. Okay. However, I prefer summer uh, going into fall. A summer going into okay. fall. But okay. it is good year round. It is fucking good ass movie. Okay. Um, but so you know that scene in Little Women mm -hmm. where they're in the attic and they're like putting they're, they're getting dressed to like put on a play. A Joe play. is like directing everybody and uh -huh. it's like this is like how we're gonna do it and where it's gonna be like an adventure. And I've got she's they have like the mustaches or mustache uh, mustache. Uh, mustache. Uh, it's mustache. Mustache eye. Oh, I've never heard mustache eye, but mustache eye. That's not. A thing. I think we're gonna have to go with that moving yeah. forward. Uh, <laughs> so she's like directing this like play she wrote. So none of that would have ever happened if Louisa May Alcott, the woman who wrote Little Women, Little Women, lived in what people at the time called a cult. <gasps> Shut up. Yeah. And so you asked me the last episode to do an episode about a cult that doesn't have a complete like shit uh, ending where like, well, no. <laughs> well, back it up a little yeah, bit. Where it wasn't like some creepy criminal. Yeah. And I mean, I guess in some ways it did end up really working out really well. Uh-huh. Maybe not for the people there. No. Okay. But <laughs> <laughs> okay. And this takes place in, wait, wait, wait. Hold on. 1840-something. So if they were in London, it would be called possibly Dickensian. Oh. Here we go with the Dickensian. I did find an article where they referred to it as very Dickensian conditions. And I was like, oh, my God. That's what I was trying to find. I'm going to start inserting Dickensian for no reason. We're going to change the name of the podcast to Dickensian. Dickensian. <laughs> Jess understands Dickensian. I'm going to do a side podcast called Dickensian where I just explain old weird words yeah. to you. Yeah. I'm going to be like, uh like my brain explosion every yeah. five minutes like yeah what oh my god i feel like there's so many a people who didn't know what dickensian um was. kendra said she was listening at the time and then she said she doesn't know what dickensian means i know <laughs> i know it was embarrassing it was embarrassing. but guess what we later asked jade and she also didn't know what dickensian meant Jade also hasn't watched Pride and Prejudice. Oh more. my god! So maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's what. But it you is. and Kendra maybe need to have like a, a love for nineteenth century literature. I do love a period piece, but um, what was that? Yeah. <laughs> I do love her. I was like, a period is kind of like not too long, but it's a period. It's a period piece, but um, 
you and Kendra are so like alike, you know? Yeah. You guys are both very well read. You're both very like into the same things. And so of course you guys would come across yeah. the word Dickensian. We're, we're we're just talking about we did in eighth grade, I think we all had to dress up like like characters from history. Uh-huh. And she was Louisa May Alcott. <laughs> and I went as Emily Dickinson. See? The brownest Emily Dickinson <laughs> you had ever, ever seen. Yeah. They're like, mm, ma'am. Sure. Ma'am. <laughs> That's not working. Sorry, you but, but we'll go with it. Okay. Just so. Okay. I'll get myself back on track. Okay. Okay. Seriously. <laughs> So, um, Louisa May Alcott, super famous author of Little Women. She was known as Lou at the time. So, Joe, Lou. Um, and at the age of 11, did in fact sneak away to a little, it's a very short attic. I saw pictures and it's only like a four oh, really? high ceiling. Oh my God. There's multiple houses in which they did this. Mm-hmm. Wait, what? <laughs> I didn't want to derail us. I'm all ants. Oh, <laughs> see the derail? Uh, I immediately though I had to tell you why to turn to whisper and Frank. You could have just said like, I didn't know. I didn't want to derail us, and then here I go. We did. <laughs> we are derailed. So she was up in her um, small and Frank. I'm like, you know how hard we had. We how hard we tried to get to back get on back track. On track. And then I'm like, hard left <laughs> and Frank. You want to talk about some history? <laughs> you know how to get me. Uh huh. Cue me, like, cue me, just you're going to hear the keyboard tapping. How how tall was the ceiling how in tall Anne was Frank's the ceiling? attic? Four feet. Wait, was it? I don't know. I made that up. But Wait. no, I think it was really that. It was very, very. Yep. Just do it. <laughs> just go for it. Because I want to say four feet. It doesn't really. I feel like I read a book in eighth grade. I think it was her diary. I think everybody read her Everyone diary. Everyone reads her diary. I know. But do I remember it? <gasps> do you think I could handle reading her diary today? The no. The no. It would eat me alive. Like, it's good that I read it when I was young and dumb. It gives the... I mean, I'm sure there, it's somewhere. Is there a picture of her attic? I mean, yeah, it's very small. Is it? But it looks like a Dickensian, a, the way that... It looks like a taller, it looks like a regular ceiling. Oh, shit. Maybe it's a little bit shorter. Like, maybe it's like five and a half feet, not mm. like the standard, what is it, six or seven mm-hmm. or eight or whatever I nowadays. You know what? I don't even know. The secret annex. Yeah. Okay. okay. All right. Now, me now, now okay. I'm on the fucking website. See, okay. I'm <laughs> telling you. I was trying to whisper it so I didn't derail us. And you're like... Wait, what was that? Wait, what is what is the actual? Was it the same parallels? I like histor- I like historical parallels. I, I do too. I do too. <laughs> so crazy. And you know what's crazier? And this is a certain like, um, but when you think like of something and you're like, oh my god, that was a long time ago, and you're like, they could be alive today, like Dr. Martin Luther King, like oh, like Ruby Bridges. Uh huh. Like Ruby Bridges is like very young. Uh huh. She's like my aunt's age. That's crazy. Okay, so Louisa May Alcott went by Lou. She's 11, short attic, putting on plays. And it's at their home known as the Fruitlands, which is also a place where her father attempted to start his own utopian society. And Ooh. a lot of people at the time were like, mm, oh, that's a cult. Ah. 
Amos Bronson Alcott, who went by Bronson, was born in 1799. Oh, I know you love a Bronson. Yeah, I love a Bronson. Shout out my son. <laughs> and he was raised in this small, like, picturesque town in Connecticut called Spindle Hill. Mm-hmm. I didn't need to include that, but it was just a cute just like that Spindle name. Hill. Yeah, Spindle Hill. Um, it only had a one school, a one-room schoolhouse. He left school at the age of 10. And at 13, went to study with an uncle who was a reverend, but then decided that he'd rather be self-taught. <laughs> and just like, like, fuck this. Yeah. Bail. He was just like, bail. Oh, I could do better all by myself. Yeah. That was basically what he did. And he just like, yeah. zoop back uh-huh. home. And he was a reader and felt deeply connected to nature. And he was just not about like the whole like fire and brimstone of religion Uh at 17 he got his teaching certificate but it was hard to find a teaching job so he settled for a job as a traveling salesman and he didn't do well oh uh he was like i could feel the job eating away at my soul and um you know when you're selling something you don't believe in yeah yeah and his dad had to keep like bailing him out because he'd like go places and then not have the money to come home so Mm -hmm. his dad was like bailing him out all the time and he's just like not good at it he's not into it and he's like my spiritual well-being is like not good yeah yeah so he returned home penniless and managed to get a job as a teacher with the help of his uncle and there he thrived for the 1800s his uncle that he bailed on yeah that he bailed on i'm gonna He's like, from you. never mind. No, I'm not. Never mind, but I need a job. But need you. So here I am coming back. Little little crow's pie. Yeah. What? Crow's pie? Crow's. Is this a term I don't know? Crow's pie. I don't know what that oh, means. You're no. saying it. Oh, it's feeling a little wrong because you're surprised and you know most things. Crow's Eating, eating crow. Eating crow? Oh, did I just throw pie on the end of it? (laughs) Oh, no. Eating crow pie meaning be humiliated by having to admit one's defeats or mistakes. Oh, Oh. eat. Oh, no. I just eat crow. I did throw pie on it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Are you thinking of like Henry Tudor eating like a pie? Oh, wait. No, that's not a pie. Of I crows. literally thought it was like eating crow's pie, like a pie what? made out of crows. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's not a thing. Because when I envisioned it, oh, <laughs> it's all eating crow. It's like trying to correct me. It's like it's stop not adding pie. It's like trying to reroute me. <laughs> oh, eating crow pie. Meaning or origin, the exact origin of the idiom is unknown, but it probably, okay. The crow is a carrion eater. Oh, so we're going repulsive. into the physiology of crows. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Something that's hard, emotionally hard to swallow. Okay. Everything does lead back to, to pie. Eating. Nope, just crow. Just crow. Just. He ate crow. Oh! Crow and humble pie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at least you put that connection together because that was going to drive you crazy. It was. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for this moment. So he ate some humble pie and ate some crow. And perhaps some crow crow. on his side. Yeah. And he got a job as a teacher and he was amazing at it. For the 1800s, he was wildly progressive. He studied the methods of a Swiss educator, Johann Heinrich Pestalozzi? Mm. Question mark? 
Yeah. And implemented his uh, methods into his new classroom. He added backs to benches so students could sit more comfortably. Oh, wow. He improved lighting so they could see. Uh Okay, vision. Um, Yep. And heating so they could focus instead of just like freeze. Freeze to death. Mm -hmm. Okay, comfort. Um, He bought little chalkboards for each student with his own money, which he didn't have much of. He didn't. So So that's that's like big. Yeah, no, that's a big give. And he de-emphasized rote memorization and was much more conversational and engaged and was kind of like how learning is now. But, you know. Ish. Ish. Where, like, instead of being, like, remembering something for the sheer reason of remembering it versus understanding it in context. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. And so he also refused to beat any kids unless the whole classroom, including the kid that was to be beat, agreed that he should be beat uh, unanimously. That is so fucking wild to me. That was his workaround. Okay. And And nobody's going to be like... Not every single person will be like, yeah. Yeah. Especially the kid who's, like, going to get a beating. He's like, no. <laughs> but the townsfolk did not buy this shit. They were like, hmm, you're not teaching my kids and you're not beating them in the way that I want you to. So they all pulled their kids and he got fired. <clears throat> yeah. For not beating their kids yeah. and being progressive. And for, like, trying to teach them. So this went on for years. He would go to a new school, not beat them, teach them well, and then he'd get, get fired, fired nonstop for years and years and years. Wow. I respect his hustle for continuing to, like, stay strong about the way he wanted to teach versus just yeah, he never, appeasing he never came. the people who wanted yeah, he to... never caved to pressure. Yeah. He was like, no, this I is the way I'm going to do it. Yeah. So. Holler. Like yeah. That. So from 1834 to 1837, he somehow was be able to run his own school called the Temple School because it was set. I think it was an old Masonic temple. Okay. I'm like, wait. It wasn't a religious thing. It was the, the building that it was in used to be a temple. Okay, fair. At this point, he was married to a woman named Abigail May, who was his good friend's sister and she was just a gem of a woman she was a feminist she was an abolitionist she believed in the same methods of teaching as he did she was just like oh my god that's incredible super smart incredible woman and she supported her family by sewing cleaning and cooking in other houses because he was constantly out of a job so she just like hustled okay i'm gonna do all the things that i know how to do like she's like home ec for many homes yeah and making money that way yeah she was like definitely like the workhorse of the family. Yeah. Together, they at this point, they had two daughters, Anna, the oldest, who is like a, a Meg. So Meg is based on Anna and Little Women. And then Lou, or Louisa, Lou, who is Joe, Joe. and Little Women. They're very, very poor and just constantly struggling. The Temple School, though, is up and running. He's still not making a ton of money. And he's... His views got like on teaching got expanded. So he was doing all the stuff he was already doing, but he also, I guess, apparently shocked everyone by decorating the the classroom warmly and with art. Come on. Oh my scum. Oh my god. Oh my god. Look at that buster plate. Oh no. How dare. Yeah. So we had like go him. Yeah. Awesome. But ultimately. (laughs) Oh shit. 
parents couldn't get on board. Oh, still. They're uh, still, they're still. And they ended up closing because he invited a little black girl to come attend the school because he was an abolitionist. Yes. And he was like, yeah, come. Come, come to the school. Come, come learn. Bring your beautiful brain and let's stretch it. Let's like, do let's it. Let's do it. Yeah. And the parents were like, you got to kick that kid out. And he was like, no. no. And so they ended up. I really love him. him so far. I know. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. I'm like waiting for a shoe to drop and I'm just going to not anymore. It's fine. No, he never does anything. I I will give you this. He never does. He is no, he is no no Osho. Oh my God. See, this is where. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. I mean, he has his faults. However, it's not what we think it is. Okay. So it's around this time he becomes a vegetarian. Okay. Because he believes that, you know, he doesn't want to harm animals. Like, very... Whoa! Yeah. Honestly, that's so crazy to me because I feel like... Exactly. That's, like, unheard of because that's when it was, like, still very... Like, people still very much so reliant. Yeah. And, like, I mean, there's still, like, and... little, a little house on the prairie over yeah. here. Yeah. Eating rabbits. Yeah. That they could... Yeah. Just small paw out there shooting. Yeah. Find roadkill. I don't know. Oh, pigtails. Yep. I don't know. Yep. Trenchful. Trenchful. Oh, my God. Trenchful. <laughs> and it all comes all back comes to back the suit. <laughs> my, my Canadian tuxedo. Oh, my God. We were recording when we were mentioning oh, that. Oh, no. Okay. No one has thing. any idea. Jess is dressed like Miss Trenchful. One thousand percent. Yeah. And Instead loving it. Ch- yeah. Maximum comfort. Yeah. Um. So... Around this time, he also becomes involved in the Transcendental Club. Transcendentalism, I'm going to explain it because okay. I see your head. My head. Your, your, hmm? my, I was like smoke coming out of my ears. Mm-hmm. Just so Transcendentalism is the belief that people are inherently good and that society and institutions are the source of most corruption. It reveres nature and emphasizes conservation and finding the divine in everyday life. Super relatable. Um, it has Absolutely. its roots in Vedic texts like the Upanishads and the Bhagavad Gita, but it's mostly Western origins. Mm-hmm. Those are like the yogic texts. Okay. So the Transcendental Club also included writers and philosophers, Ralph Waldo Emerson and Henry David Thoreau. Shout out, Ralph. Shout out, Ralph. It's my dad. <laughs> Sorry. Bronson and Ralph. These I are know. Like real, this is weird. This is really okay. up your alley. Yeah, it is. Yeah. But they'd often get together with a handful of other men and women. They allowed women. And they would have like-minded discussions. That's incredible. Yeah. It sounded very cool. Yeah. It kind of sounds like uh, they were like kind of like cool, like Dickensian hipsters. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking the same. Like they were very like, yeah, we're cool. Yeah. Like, I'm talking we're about like changing the world and thinkers. Yeah. And forward we're just thinking. going to be like. Being kind. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. But everyone else thought they were ridiculous and that they were devil worshippers. Which is really sad and really stoops. Yeah. There's no better word for it. Someone wrote, read Ralph Waldo Emerson's poetry and said, quote, that's a devil's hymn. (laughs) What? And they didn't just, like, say it to a neighbor. That was, like, something that was written in a paper. In a paper (laughs) and, like, like, many many a copy. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Fuck. Sure. Yeah, good shit came out of these meetings. 
Alcott was. I was, was going to say, I feel like only good shit can come out of these meetings. Yeah. I'm really into them. Yeah. And I'm honestly so impressed by them. Yeah. Most of them were also abolitionists. So this is like pre-Civil War. Mm-hmm. So this is a time where like people being like, I mean, they are in the North. But it's a time when slavery was, like, still pretty commonplace. Yeah. And they were like, no, that's not right. And when President Tyler – you're not even going to look at that. Do you know there was a President Tyler? No. Oh. I was waiting here for you to go, what? President Tyler? President Tyler? Yeah, I know. I didn't know there was one either. Like, of the United States? Yeah, apparently. Ball? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this is a President Tyler of the United States. I think that, like, William Henry Harrison or something, like, died, and then he was his vice, and so then he was president for a little bit. No. Don't quote me on that. But anyway, he sought to annex Texas as a slave territory. Then Alcott refused to pay his taxes in protest, which I think was, like, something really low. I think it was, like, $3. Oh, my God. That's so crazy. But so he refused to pay his taxes in protest. He thought he'd end up in jail, but somebody ended up paying, like, his taxes for him. He was like, don't do it. Don't do it. And they were like, I can't leave you in jail. I can't leave you in jail. Uh He's like, no, let me stay here. It's for for principle. Someone ended up paying for him. However, Henry David Thoreau was like, oh, yeah, no, I'm going to do that, too. And so he did that and didn't have like as good Not of a the friend. Name Thoreau, by the way. Uh huh. Yeah. So he didn't have as good of a friend. Ends up going to jail because like no one was kind enough. Who that? John Tyler, the tenth like, president. What the fuck? I don't know. Wait, who was it? William Henry Harrison was who was before. Tyler him? was the tenth president of the United States, serving from eighteen forty one to forty five. After briefly holding office as the tenth vice president in eighteen forty one. It doesn't say anything. Hold on. Okay. Okay. I need to get out. Took me straight. I actually don't know if the name I'm saying is even a real president. I think that was just a president they said on Gravity Falls, and I'm taking it as like a It must be true. If it was on Gravity Falls. Obvious. The hit Disney. No, not even a hit. Then very niche Disney cartoon, Gravity Falls. so good. Hold on. No, I got nothing else. I got it. Go on. Okay. So while he, when Henry David Thoreau was in prison, or sorry, incarcerated, I don't know if it was like a real industrial like prison system. Like bars. Yeah, he was behind bars. He wrote the essay Civil Disobedience. Civil Disobedience was the key influence for both Mahatma Gandhi and Martin Luther King Jr. That is incredible. Yes. That is incredible. Yeah, that's okay. So they were like a really cool uh, bunch of cats. Yeah. So in night or in 1842, Alcott is in a super deep depression, and Ralph Waldo Emerson, who is like possibly the best friend that ever existed, sent him to England. He was like, "You have some followers here, Let, like you should go to England this because is where you'll, you'll yeah, thrive." There was a bunch of people who had created a school in his honor and called it the Alcott House. Oh my gosh! Yeah. So I'm gonna f- hold on. All right. There we go. All cat house. (laughs) (laughs) I was like shifted. So I was like, I feel like I should shift my microphone there. But so all cat house was everything Temple School strived to be. Mm -hmm. 
it was a co-op school for children and like a like kind of a commune for everyone to live. They rose early. They kept a strict diet of raw vegan food. They didn't even cook their food. Oh, shit. I know. Like just they salad were, on salad on salad? Yeah. They were allowed hot potatoes every once in a while. Wow. They, yeah. They practiced celibacy. I don't know why celibacy is so important in this community, but they referred to it a Aren't lot. Are they children? And I, no, no, no. There's adults Everybody, over there. Okay. And they were allowed to dress comfortably. Like women could wear whatever like the fuck they want. They didn't have to wear it. Yeah. <laughs> they were all, if they could, they'd be wearing sweatsuits so hard. Minus the weightlifting belt. Yeah, because they wouldn't do the leather. No. Um, Not vegan. Yeah. They fucked around with astrology, phrenology, hydrotherapy, and mesmerism. So they just were like dabbling with a bunch of stuff and seeing okay. like how it goes. Yeah. yeah. They accepted all who wanted to come and promoted each person's spiritual development and rebuked violence. It I sounds like that. a very cool little place. Yeah. As long as nothing weird came along with it. Absolutely. Nothing, I think, did weird come weird. Came- yeah. yeah. So then – Shit, live your life. Yeah, that's so cool. Alcott brings one of the school's backers, Charles Lane, back from England with him. So he brings Charles Lane and his son, and they're like, we're going to start our own community based on the Garden of Eden. The idea is to get so, like back to kind of this place before, like as nature is As natural be- as we could be. Like- yeah, so based on Alcott's philosophy and the success of Alcott House, they're like, we can do this. So Alcott has no money. So Lane buys a 90-acre farm for about $1,800. You just made me touch my third eye. And I remember I just got Botox in it. So fuck, that hurt. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) That hurt so bad. You injured yourself. I think so. I wasn't supposed to do that. Oh, okay. Okay, sorry. Um, So that's about $67,000 today, which is still still a deal. That's incredible. That's like, that's crazy. Yeah. So they bought that and then um, moved in the following May. There was a handful of apple trees on the property, like maybe seven. And they were like, we'll call it the Fruitlands. (laughs) (laughs) There's like three blades of grass. We'll call it the Grasslands. (laughs) Yeah. That's so good. It was Alcott and Lane's. Yeah. Whatever. A few apples on this one apple tree. Yeah. Yeah, so um, it was Alcott and Lane's intention to live in communion with nature and remove themselves from modern institutions, including trade. Which? That could be rough. Could be rough. The community was entirely vegan, mostly raw vegan, and the idea was to grow all the food they would eat without the use of animals because they considered animal labor slavery and to make anything they need without animal byproducts. So no lamp oil, no candles, even fertilizer was forbidden. And they wore like only linen because cotton had associations with the slave trade. Wool mm-hmm. came from sheep. Leather came so oh gee linen and then like canvas shoes. What is linen made from? Balm. I don't either. Grass. Oh, I'm gonna look it up. Linen is made from fibers sourced from stems of flax plants. Oh, flax. Okay. Yeah. Like flax seeds? Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. So they placed a high emphasis on education for the children and keeping their intuition and imagination strong. So this is why a lot of them were just kind of, oh, 
there was really only the four Alcott girls and Charles Lane's son. I don't think there was any other kids. But oh. they were just kind of like out there. But they like played with the kids. Yeah. Like for I think that they were talking about Beth. There really was Beth. There really was a bath. There really was a bath. And so for Beth's birthday, they all gave her hypothetical flowers for mm-hmm. her birthday. And each one would be like, I would give you a rose because you were sweet and this and this and this. And like all everyone in the community did it, which is like the cutest thing I've that ever freaking heard really of. really sweet. I know. Yes, she died. Spoiler alert. If you Spoiler haven't seen alert. Little Women. If you haven't women, seen Little Women. Almost. 200 years have passed. Honestly, it's just, it's just, (laughs) right? (laughs) Spoiler alert, if you haven't seen the, or or if you haven't seen it, if you haven't read or seen. Or seen. It's been out for about three years now, so. But does Beth die in the original one? Yeah, in the books? Yeah. Yeah. And in real life. But that's how, um, okay, this is a side note. But Louisa, that's the one name she didn't change because she wanted to immortalize her. Isn't that sweet? Yeah, that's really sweet. Yeah. Oh, gosh. I don't know what I would do. Never mind. Can't go down that route. Yeah. So the community had about 14 residents. Go on, thanks. (laughs) I just switched it for you. 14? 14 residents. So that included the Alcotts. So like Alcott. Abby May, their four girls, Charles Lane, his son, and only drew an additional few other people. And they only would come and stay for a brief period of time. Mm-hmm. Um, here's a list of some of the people that were there. Go on. Joseph Palmer. He was a beard evangelist. A beard? <laughs> Do you know that in my phone I have... Aaron's husband, Josh, as uh-huh. Josh Beard. Josh Beard. Do you remember that massive beard he used to uh-huh. have? Beard. Beard. He's very beard forward, perhaps. Yeah. Okay. He wore a beard at a time when most men didn't. It was considered slovenly and eccentric. So mm-hmm. it was like dirty and weird. Yeah. And he was constantly harassed for his beard in town. They're like, my beard. Yeah. In 1830, armed with scissors and razors, a group attacked him, attempting to shave him. him down yeah they like mobbed him yeah he managed to fight them off and stab two of them and then literally he, then he went to jail for uh for defending himself for unprovoked, yeah for unprovoked assault beard yeah. yep wow yeah so he ended up uh he was supposed to pay a ten dollar fine which is about three hundred dollars in like today's money yeah. he refused to pay because he was like no, no i'm not giving you my money i didn't do anything no. and if i give you that money that's me admitting guilt and i didn't do anything. and i didn't do anything i was literally protecting so myself and my beard 15 months in jail fuck are you serious <laughs> yeah and eventually he ended up paying the fine and he's like it. okay i'm done yeah. But I mean that's a long time. I got it. I I'm pick I picked up what he put down. He yeah. said, No, I'm gonna stay in here on principle. Yeah. And then said, This yeah. is taking a little it's bit taking a long a, long, a little bit longer than I thought. Yeah. So he died in eighteen seventy three. This is long after the thing. Mm-hmm. Beards were back in but at that point and on his grave it says, quote, persecuted for wearing the beard. <laughs> I love that. Uh huh. So I that love was that. so that was one guy. Uh-huh. Persecuted San- for beard. St- persecuted for wearing the, the beard. beard. <laughs> beard. Samuel Larned was a religious man who often swore and used foul language because he believed that swearing with a pure heart uplifted those who were listening. I love swearing. 
Same. I really enjoy. I also believe that if you swear with a pure heart, it uplifts. It uplifts. I'm all same, sir. Uh-huh. I'm all same. same. Samuel Bauer came to the Fruitlands because he wanted to get as close to nature as possible, including going fully naked at all times. And they were like, "Mm, there's kids. Maybe don't go fully naked. But after the sun sets and the kids are in bed, do whatever you want. Do you? You do you. I just don't want my kids seeing your schlongadong. Yeah, so they let him roam at night. Rome. It was great to Rome at night. Apparently, there was like accounts of a ghostly naked man roaming the fields afterwards. Uh huh. That because people didn't know that there was like a nudist there. He's just living as free. Yeah. (laughs) My God. So wait, it was it after his actual passing, or was it actually him? No, 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 it was him. But people didn't. They thought it was like a ghost or something, a naked ghost. Surely there's no, like, real-life naked man. He must have been But I don't know, Connecticut. Only in the... Um, So he ended up leaving, though, because they weren't hardcore enough for him. Oh, he was very hardcore. Yeah. He He was, was, like, so hard. He's like, this isn't enough. you know what? I like... He's like, I want to be naked and afraid out there fully for life. Yeah. And like isolated, probably. Yeah. Probably like he, he he's like a Ben Gunn. Exit. You yeah. know what? Thank you. Yeah. He did it. He tried and he said, no, I need more. Yeah. And uh, and listened to himself. Yeah. Okay. And Paige was the only other woman besides Abby Alcott. And she did a lot of heavy lifting. Yeah. Because patriarchy. Because yep. even if it's enlightened, it's uh, still patriarchy. Still, I'm sure they're still like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. She ended up getting kicked out because uh, she went to a neighbor's house and had a little bit of fish. And they were like, blasphemy. Oh, no. There's no pescatarian. And yeah. literally, it's an animal. So I get it. I mean, I kind of think that it, she probably was like, well, I'm not on the property. They but they were like, it. no. There was a rat on the field is what I'm hearing. There was a <laughs> rat out there, like, outing her for having a feet. Yeah. Or what? Did they smell? Well, you know, though, like, maybe she didn't wash up well because it is, like, the 1800s. And maybe they, they never like, washed. And you know what? She I bet you they didn't wash. She either. was probably all kinds of stinky already. Honestly, yeah, but you add a fish smell. I don't know. Sometimes it's shepherd. Stinky. Oh, okay. he's already so fucking stinky. He could eat a dumpster, and I'd be like, "Yep, Shep that stinks." About right. Shep is a stinky guy. He's gonna listen to this when he's like forty and be like, "That's me." <laughs> Mom, he still <laughs> talks like that. Mom. Why you call me that? <laughs> Damn it, I love that kid. Uh, so by July, they had planted a ton of crops. Things were looking really, really good. Ooh, in Ralph. July. Oh. So they've only Connect- been there a couple months. It's in Connecticut, though. Connecticut. Yeah. So things were looking good. Ralph Waldo Emerson visited in July and was very diplomatic. He said he was so sad to not be part of the experiment, but then was like, it's July. We'll see how things go in December. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, soon, Alcott and Lane were off, tr- like always off trying to recruit more people into the community because they only had 14. Like, yeah. If that. And then one left. And then, yeah. yeah so they were, were going in and out. to leave behind Abby May, the four Alcott girls, Lane's son, to do all the work. And Oof. since they had no animals to help them, they had to do everything by hand. That's rough. Yeah. That's and, really hard. It's really taxing. I can only imagine, like, when I think about, like, the old days, I think, like, horses pulling 
shit across the land so they could till it and, you know, whatever. Yeah, they had to do that by hand. They had to do that by hand. Yeah. That's cuckoo. And these are, That's like, hard. these are, like, philosophers. They're and not. Like, they're not farmers. Educators. Yeah. No. They're definitely, none of them. No. Are farmers. You know who's a farmer? It's a fucking Abby, Abby May Alcott. Yeah. Yep. She's the one that's she, like, she's like, oh, I'll fucking figure this out. So eventually they did allow an ox because it was getting too cold and the ground was like starting to harden. freeze. Yeah. So eventually they did allow one. But the experiment like, was starting to fall apart, though. And I think the ox was like a last ditch effort to try to get it on track because the commune wasn't growing enough food for for them or to store for winter. Mm-hmm. They were only wearing linen shit. That's not going to keep them warm. No. In Connecticut. Yeah. And they aren't trading. Uh-uh. So they don't have. That's suicide almost. Yeah. They have like nothing. And in her satire, Transcendental Wild Oats, Louisa May Alcott writes about the storm that comes. And it's like pretty much she's changed the names, but it's pretty much taken almost like as fact is that the storm comes and like her dad and Charles or Charles Lane are out. And there's like this huge storm coming and they have to like somehow bring in all of. Wait, what is it? It's. Oh, yeah, it's oats. wild oats so it's like them and the little boy and they're all just like scrambling and they manage to get it all together before the crop is ruined that is like crazy impressive what yeah that is they were able to see yeah and like all cotton laner off conveniently when all the hard work has to be done yeah Mm. and so abby alcott was like fuck no yeah and so her brother stupid yeah so it's getting cold. They're only wearing linen. There isn't enough food. Bronson is like kind of being a dick because he's spending all this time with Charles Lane. And Charles Lane is like, I give you all this money. You owe me your attention. And then she's like, mm, no. No. You don't. And so things it- were super tense. There was this like crazy like struggle for power because Charles Lane is like, I, you know, I I bankrolled this. This is like my community. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, but I mean, also, it's like my family. Yeah. You can't like, just be like, come only... in just for money and be like, oh, I'm. Yeah. Uh. And so, Abby, her brother, who was like a really good friend of Bronson, he kind of was the guarantor for the property. And so she tells him, we're going to default. Do not pay this. Like, you need, like, this needs to end. We yeah. need to get out of this. I'm not, we're not doing this. We're yeah. not going to last through the winter. And so she takes her four girls and leaves in December. He ends up, like, just being super depressed and mopes around for, like, days not eating and eventually joins them wherever they go. And so he... Isn't that weird? I know. So he said, quote, none of us were prepared to actualize the practical, practically the ideal life of which we dreamed. So we fell apart. Emerson, again, the best friend that might have ever existed. Yeah. Helps him buy a house. Shut up. Yes. Wait. Why does Emerson have so much money? I, I we think don't know. He just does. I think he is just, smart, and I think I think he also came from money. Yeah, he or might, a little he bit. Might, of money. He might have a little bit of cushion there. Yeah, and sees the good in his friend, so he's like, "I'm going to do you solid." Yeah, but he also knows, like Emerson, also is kind of like mm, he's kind of always asking for money, but. It's like, you know, his like, you know, that guy that everyone like everyone loves, but is always like on someone's couch. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. I just want to help you, buddy. You're like, I just want to get him on his feet again. Yeah. OK. That's the vibe I get. OK. 
So he buys them this house that they all Hillcrest. So they move there. They end up – he ends up selling it to Nathaniel Hawthorne. So it's like a super famous house now. And then they end up buying the Orchard House, which is this old farm, dilapidated farmhouse that he ends up surprising everyone by having like expanded and built out. And that is where Little Women was written and where it's set. Whoa. Yeah. That is so cool. Yeah. And if you watch the Greta Gerwig movie, the Orchard House is the house they actually like they filmed at no. the actual Orchard House. And Meg's house, this like little yellow house, you don't think is the Fruitlands? There's like I don't a wide a shot. House. There's this like wide shot where she's like at, in this little yellow house, and you can see this red barn in the back. And the red barn is the Fruitlands where all of this went down. Oh my God, I must watch it. I mean, I will watch again. I know. But like, it is winter. It is. Oh my God, that is so cool. Yeah. So that was a non-kind of creepy commune cult. I'm into it. I think by today's standards, it's definitely not a cult. I think that they had a lot of really progressive ideas, but I think, but back then, it was treated. Everyone was like, "Oh my god, the devil!" Like, yeah, they thought that they were like insane. Yeah, some neighbors, like at the very least, were like, "Well, they're kind of kooky, but you know, they don't harm anybody." Yeah, but a lot of people were like, "Devil, God." And other people that were like, so, cult, you're uh-huh. so weird. Like, it was very weird to be vegan. It was very weird to think of, like, animal rights. It was very weird to think of, like, slavery as, like, not Not, good. not good. It was very not weird acceptable. to, like, want to not beat your children. Yeah. So, you know. And educate them. Yeah. Properly. <laughs> or, like, without, like, yeah. educating them with, like, reason versus, like, just for the sheer, like, memorization of it Yeah. All. That is so good. Okay. See, look at us go. Look at that ended on such like a nice like no. And I'm not depressed now. And I'm not. And I'm not like mad. Yeah. Okay. What do we call this one? <sighs> no one here is spiritually fucked. Not a one is not spiritually one. fucked. Not a single one. Not a one. Okay. Right. I'm into it. Okay. Yeah. That, that actually did make me really happy. So follow us on Instagram at Spiritually F Podcast. And then rate and review us because we're cool. <laughs> and we dress like Miss Trunchbull. Um, oh. That is what we are, should be striving for. I know. <laughs> I'm channeling my inner Trunchbull. <laughs> oh my God, that should be a thing. I know. I'm telling you.